Hi, I'm Johnny Hamilton, and welcome to this episode of the Future Focus Fridays podcast series. In this episode, I'm talking with Lynn Farrow, Senior Vice President, HR Strategy and Integration at Providence. She shares her insights and stories of owning her career, taking risks, and working through big changes like implementing Genesis. Let's drop into our conversation and hear some of her insights she's gained throughout the years. Tell us a bit about how your career evolved. Have you had any unexpected twists or turns in your career? You know, Johnny, I really didn't follow a traditional HR career path. I um, graduated from the Naval Academy way back, and I got a, believe it or not, a Bachelor of Science in English. It's possible, because it was an engineering curriculum, and I was an English major. Then I spent eight years on active duty in the Navy as a Naval officer, and another 20 in the Navy Reserves. And then I got an MBA. As, as I was thinking about leaving the Navy, I decided to get an MBA so I'd understand more about business. I was able to transition to Pepsi's restaurant division. So think KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut back in the 90s. And I ran KFC restaurants. So I had 15 restaurants in the San Diego area that I ran. After about two years, I knew that was not my calling. Retail operations is all about, unfortunately, getting 2 a.m. calls from the security company about the windows being broken out of the restaurant. So that was kind of my life at that point. And so I got the opportunity, um, actually, to go into recruiting. So I kind of came into the HR from what I would call the back door. And so I recruited restaurant managers from all up and down the West Coast for a number of years and then got into the HR generalist role. And so that's really where my HR career started is, is with Pepsi. And I had the opportunity to take that career over multiple industries and entities. So I started in the government. I was in retail, technology, finance, and now I'm in healthcare. And I really think actually that breadth of experience has helped give me different perspectives and insights into what makes a great HR organization. It sounded like as you were explaining your career journey that you took active involvement in what interested you and where you wanted to go in your career. And that's part of the phrasing of owning your career. Can you elaborate on what does that really mean to you? And how has that notion helped you throughout your career? For me, owning your career means if you want something, go get it. I mean, really, go get it. I've had mentors and coaches throughout my career that helped guide me. And then it was up to me to go out and explore the opportunities, get education, get additional experiences, and really explore and shape my own career. When I was with KFC, this was earlier on in my career, I was in a generalist role. I knew I kind of wanted to pursue really human resources. And a job opened up in the training and quality group that really would take me to the next level. And I saw the job, and I didn't necessarily have the background for it, but I went and asked for it. And I said, why wouldn't you look at me? I've been in the organization for five years. This is a great opportunity. And honestly, interviewed and got it. And I've really learned from that experience over my career, consciously sought out and asked for new roles throughout my career. Let me explore that a little bit more. Sought after and asked for new roles. That's a different mindset than passive role. It sounded like you were very active in terms of this interests me and I am qualified and I'm going to have those conversations to see if I can get that. Can you explore any more insights or experiences? Sure. You know, one of the things I've learned about myself over many years, I have a long career, 
is that I'm at my best when I'm curious and when I'm learning something new. So that's just kind of my personal driver. People have different personal drivers, but I'm at my best when I'm curious. So I would look within the organization. And fortunately, I work for organizations that really valued lateral movement across the organization, getting new experiences. And so I would look at where's the need. My career didn't go straight up. My career went sideways a lot of times. I took opportunities for lateral experiences that would help me build my capabilities. It sounds like if you want to go up a level, you need to have several legs on which to build that new foundation. And making those lateral movements allows you to have a broader depth of experience to help you level up. Yes, that's a good summary. That, so that was kind of my approach to my career. And then I was in organizations that valued that. That's a real key thing as well. Have you had any other lessons that have really stuck with you throughout the years? I mean, because that's a really key one. And anything else come to mind? Yeah, this is one I learned over, again, over a long period of time. When I think back about when I did well and when I didn't do well in an organization, it really was whether or not I was passionate about the work and really connected to the organization. I almost feel like I've come full circle coming from the Navy where my passion was about service to Providence, where my passion is about service. The roles in between were great, but if I do know that if I'm not passionate, I'm not at my best. And I'll be honest, I had one role that I was with a technology company, and I just didn't necessarily like the work, and I didn't click with the organization. And I didn't do well there. I do think for me that that's definitely a pattern that I learned and that I have to pay attention to when I think about the work that I do. The other thing, I think a huge lesson for me was you got to be good with ambiguity and risk. Not everything is spelled out for you. Not everything is linear. I've been in roles where I did go and ask for the job and I didn't have the experience, but people trusted that she'll figure it out. And I had to get really comfortable not having all the answers and get really good at listening to and relying on others to help me. And I had to put my ego in my back pocket because you got to be real comfortable listening to others and not worrying about who's getting the credit. So it's not the Lynn or the Johnny or the Leslie show. Going back to valuing the mission of why the work is being done in the first place. Yeah, I think so. For me, if I've learned anything, that's absolutely true. There have been times, I would guess, because you're human and we all are, when you've made a calculated risk and they don't all work out, especially when you've had a robust career as you've had. There have been, I would guess, times when things didn't pan out the way that you wanted them to. How do you recover in situations like that? A long time ago, I developed kind of my personal mantra is, I will have no regrets. You can make a good decision or a bad decision, but I'm just not going to regret it. So I don't regret any risks I took in my career. And believe me, I had a few that didn't pan out. And I, I mentioned, you know, working for a technology company that didn't work out. For me, I think what I've learned is the key to recovery, though, is being self-reflective about why it didn't work out. Okay, it could, be, it could have been a bad thing, but think about it and learn something from it. I didn't do well with the technology company, and I couldn't figure out why other people were progressing and I wasn't. Eventually, I basically said, I'm not going to do well here. I spent about four and a half years there. I said, I'm not going to do well here. Let me go on. And I had spent some time licking my wounds and blaming others. Blame your boss. You could blame your coworkers, however, whatever you want to do. But in the end, I didn't connect with the organization, and my heart wasn't in it. It was me, not them. 
and as a result, what I learned was to pay attention about my career choices, pay attention to the organization that I'm joining, really choose the organization as opposed to chase the organization. That was probably the biggest thing I learned about recovering from. I think that's a really key insight in that I know many people, when they're job seeking, they're looking for a job or they're looking for a role. And what you're saying is it's also very significant to look at the organization and the culture and to find a match with that as well. Yeah. And if you think about why people are attracted to Providence, many times if you listen to people's stories, it's because of the calling of Providence. I think that's a really important thing to think about when you're thinking about your career. Yeah. I think that's a really good call out as well. You've mentioned that you've worked in such different sectors. And, you know, in some of those, there were some massive changes that have happened within each of those organizations. In Providence at this point in time, we've gone through COVID and many working remotely or have team members that are working remotely. We're now going through another significant change with the implementation over a long period of time over using Genesis. How do you manage working through these kind of significant changes? Uh, that's a great question. It's not just been Genesis, it's been the pandemic. And prior to that, and I think everybody's erased it from their memory banks, we had BPO and, and the outsourcing partnership with IBM. <laughs> and so we've had yes. three, we're coming on four years of large scale change for the organization. And I've been fortunate to work with a team that's been pretty much intact during that period. But I will say occasionally we look up and go, okay, when are we going to get a break? Because this has been a long, long period. It takes a ton of energy every day to work through the challenges that come your way with a program as big as Genesis. Early on, I had to acknowledge that the size of this really was about the journey, not the daily wins and losses. Because if you focus on the daily wins and losses, it could be a roller coaster ride that you're not going to enjoy. So you really have to step back and say, okay, where am I headed over the longer term? Yes, we have to do things on a daily basis, but they don't define everything that we do. And that's been a, a big learning, I think, for myself and the team. I have a great team to share the load with, share how we're feeling about things. We share our frustrations. Fortunately, we've retained our sense of humor. And we have a bit of a, what I would call you know, gallows humor that we share, you know, when you're in a big project. So I think we've bonded as a team. Also, I've had an opportunity with Genesis, Mary Cranston and I partner to co-sponsor this. And that has been a great partnership. Having somebody else that you can bounce things off of and help share the load around the kinds of decisions you have to make in these kinds of projects. One of the things I'm hearing significantly in terms of how you're managing this is that you're not managing it alone, that you are really leaning on those around you, on your team. And how can we and our core leaders, what can we be doing to prepare and ensure that we get those goals that we're getting with the Genesis implementation? How can we more effectively work together and hand in hand as you have been doing? So I think the end product that we get once Genesis is launched is really going to, frankly, leapfrog us forward from a technology perspective. What I see right now as we go through this is a need to be more collaborative than we ever have been across all of our teams. We do have a little bit of a tendency to dive deep into our own particular functional areas. And we know that when we take the time to collaborate, the end result is always much stronger because we've considered the problem from many angles. 
and we've got all the best brains in the world in the room to develop the solution. It really does take a village for us to launch Genesis, and we need to pitch in to help each other out on a daily basis, even if it's not in our own job description. Ask for help. Don't get so buried that you're up to your neck before you ask for help, because plenty of people are out there that will jump in and help. So if I was going to say anything, collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. I really like that message. And it's one thing to say to collaborate, and it's another thing to say it's okay to say I need help and know that a lot of people will be readily available to assist you. Thanks, Johnny. It was really, I really enjoyed the time today. Thank you, Lynn, for your insights and stories about owning your career and managing through significant changes at Providence. I've found great value in your perspectives and inspired by your journey. Join us next time for another insightful conversation on the Future Focus Fridays podcast.